0: Hi, I'm Tina,
1: and I'm Amber, and, and we're the Slayer fun. Sisters. Hello. Hello. Hello, hello. We're back again. We're back. Back again. Um, episode... 16, part 3. It's only 16? 17. I thought it was
0: 18. I don't fucking remember. <laughs> okay, I think it's 18 and it's part 3. Okay.
1: The we'll Black go with Hawk that. The
0: We'll go with that. At yeah. least we know what we're covering, though. Yes. You know, so we'll just get right back into it, because, yeah. you know, clearly we're all a little upset here. hmm So it's just, it's fine. Trying to breathe. We're breathing. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. So let's just jump right back into it. A little recap. Of course, we've gone over all the bullshit that the white settlers have been doing so far and lying pieces of shit. Yeah, that about covers it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, December of eighteen twenty-nine, President Jackson called on Congress to empower him to negotiate removal treaties. Mm-hmm. Removal treaties with all of the tribes east of the Mississippi. Bullshit. Mm-hmm. You gotta pee. Mm. Yeah. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. So his removal bill proved uh, very divisive. It was attacked in pamphlets. Newspapers and public meetings, mostly in northeastern uh, states, for six months. And many congressmen spoke out and actually voted against it.
1: Yeah. Really? I mean, way to go, congressmen. Yeah, you had balls. Yeah, you did. We for, appreciate
0: it. For a bit. hmm Yeah. But then, May of 1830, the removal bill did pass in both houses and Congress, and then Jackson signed it
1: into law. Fuck off, garbage. Listen, we don't like Andrew Jackson at all anyway, so wait to become a bigger piece of garbage.
0: So now Jackson could send commissioners to negotiate removal treaties with all of the Eastern tribes. Mm. So now he's like, okay, now I can send people out and they can go, here, here's what's happening. You're being removed from your land. Because you think that's going to work. Okay, sounds good. Right. Oh, it's going to be that easy. Mm. Mm. Yeah. However, neither Jackson, um, the administration in Washington, nor its agents in the field believed that a new treaty with the Sox and Foxes was needed. They were like, so these guys are go. okay. No. They, they thought they would just were just going to go. Yeah. Oh, we don't need a treaty. We'll just say, hey, you have to leave and they're going to go. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, they've
1: given you the most uh, problems this whole time. So. Right. <laughs> I mean, okay. So, the old treaties
0: of 1804, 1816, and 1825 had already committed the two tribes to remove west of the Mississippi. And they haven't. And they haven't yet.
1: No. They're like, no. Yeah. Because you're, you're literally asking them to leave their sacred home, which is Sakanook. You honestly think that they're going to leave? Like, that's their sacred ground.
0: Hello. Yeah, which none of them care no. anyhow. No, no. So. So, in that climate of removal, uh, John Reynolds, who was the new governor of Illinois, felt confident that the administration would support him when he renewed the state's request that the Sauk and Fox be forced to live up to the old treaties. Mm-hmm. He was like, it's going to be fine. Yeah. We're just going to force them. Mm Mm-hmm. And there'll be no resistance. Yes. You fucking moron. Yeah. So, Black Hawk's recrossing of the Mississippi into Illinois in early 1832, of April of 1832, had ended a period of rising tension that stretched back at least to the spring of 1828. So, by this time, Black Hawk had already become a very forceful spokesman for the view that the tribes had never knowingly ceded their Illinois lands. Yes. He's still saying, Listen, we didn't do it. We did not legally do this. Right. Th- these are our these, fucking lands. Right. We're not leaving. He has not backed down once from that since the Treaty of 1804. He's like, no. Yeah. This is not legally binding mm-hmm. for us. We're not leaving. So Keokuk concluded that because the Sock and the Fox could not possibly resist the United States by force...
1: Removal was necessary, if undesirable. So, Keokuk's thinking is, listen, there's going to be bloodshed. If we don't do this their way, they are going to force us, and there's going to be bloodshed. Keokuk, in his mind, was like, we have to protect our people, right? Right. And he was the more peaceful of the two. Like He just wanted to make sure everyone, every one of his people were okay, and like, let's just, let's just do what they say, where Black Hawk was like, absolutely fucking not, you know, they were complete, they had two completely different personalities. Yeah, uh, yeah,
0: well, so in the fall of 1829, Keokuk and his people actually did abandon their principal settlement, mm-hmm. so, um, which was Sauconook, which was near modern day, modern day Rock Island, Illinois. And then they crossed the Mississippi, vowing never to return. So he was like, let's just go. Mm-hmm. I don't want to lose any more of our tribe, of our people. Let's just go.
1: So they actually uh, relocated to Keokuk, Iowa, like that area, right over
0: the Mississippi. The Mississippi. Mm-hmm. So despite warnings from Keokuk, though, that the tribal council would not support them, Black Hawk and other Sauk and Fox warriors and families returned from their winter quarters in Iowa to Saukanook in the spring of 1830. Mm-hmm. So Blackhawks are like, let's go. We're going back to where That's we spent our, our, our spring home. and summer. That's, That's where home. we're going. So out of the few, the few hundred who returned again in 1831, uh, they realized the white settlers had come to stay but refused to leave the sacred home of their ancestors without being removed by force. They're like, listen. Come get me. B- bring it on. Come get me. Yeah, welcome to my house. Yep. Come get me. Fuck off. Yep. So Black Hawk's Band also tried to use the eighteen oh four treaty to their advantage. They said they were entitled to the land because it was not sold. That's what the fucking treaty said. Exactly. That is what the treaty said. So Reynolds, who saw the return of Black Hawk's Band in the spring of eighteen thirty one, he looked at it as an invasion and called out a mounted militia of seven hundred men mm-hmm. against them. There was only
1: a hundred or so of black of uh, of, the, sock and fox. of sock and fox sock and fox mm-hmm. seven hundred yeah men mm-hmm. so General
0: Edward Gaines, who was the commander of the Western Division of the U.S. Army, he met in Sakanook with the sock and fox chiefs, but refused to allow them to remain long enough to harvest their corn. Fuck you,
1: yeah, fuck you. That's their livelihood. Yes. That
0: also was coupled with his, it gains acceptance of Keokuk's proposal that the government provide sock and fox with corn for the winter led many families to cross the Mississippi. So they're like, okay, so as long as we go west of the Mississippi, we're good, right? Like, we can still get our corn. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Well, and
1: they also said that they would provide them the corn, right? Okay, but we're talking thousands and thousands of fox and sock people. Right. Like, there's no way that they were going to provide them enough. And Black Hawk and these other hundred and some people knew that. They knew. Because Keokuk was trying to be trusting and trying to make it work. Where Black Hawk's like, there's no fucking way that they're going to be able to provide every one of us with corn for the entire winter. There's no way. Right. And they're not going to want to anyhow. Exactly. Because they want
0: them to just Go away. And they also have their own people to feed, so Blackhawk Yeah, Black yeah like, what am not stupid. Yeah. So by mid-June, many of the Sock and Fox were about to leave or had already left. Um, Blackhawk, however, he was seeking support from nearby tribes. So the Kickapoo, Potawatomi, the Ho-Chunk, or the Winnebago, the Ho-Chunk Prophet, and White Cloud. Mm-hmm. Which the uh, White Cloud is the Ho-Chunk Prophet. Ho- the Ho-Chunk Prophet yeah. is White Cloud. Yep. So in late June, Gaines was reinforced by 1,400 Illinois militiamen. So he already had 700. Mm-hmm. Now he's bringing up 1,400 more. Yeah. So the remaining Sauk and Fox recrossed the Mississippi. But in on June 30th, Black Hawk and the chiefs of the British band were forced to sign Articles of Agreement and Capitulation. Which means, under those terms, the humiliated Black Hawk agreed not only to remain west of the Mississippi, he also had to stop visiting British posts in Canada, and to quote, submit to the authority of the friendly t- chiefs and braves, unquote, including Keokuk. Mm-hmm. But later on, Black Hawk recalled when he signed the agreement, he was, um, he, he was quote. Determined to live in peace. Yeah. So fall in September, or summer and fall, I'm sorry, of 1831, of course they're frustrated. The government obviously failed to provide enough corn for them to survive the, the winter, mm-hmm. clearly, which he knew was going to happen. He knew it. You know, he wasn't an idiot. A few of the sock and fox men recrossed the river to harvest whatever corns, beans, and squash they could from their old friends. Yeah. Or fields. Yeah. From their old fields. They're like, listen... We got to go back. Our people are are dying. Our our people are starving. We have to go back. Yes. We have to. So that combined with an anti-Indian sentiment that had swept the West in 1831, Reynolds continues his animosity and ensured that any new dispute would end in bloodshed. Yep. He was like, listen, that's it. Yeah. You want to keep coming over here... Then we're just going to kill then you. Then we're all. just going to kill you because we're assholes and mm-hmm. we're lying pieces of shit.
1: Yeah. And who gives a fuck if you can feed your family? Because we don't care as long as right. our families are fed.
0: Yeah. Like, what What do they
1: care? We already came over and took everything, so fuck it. <laughs> so, in July of 1831, Reynolds wrote, quote, If I am again compelled to call on the militia of this state, I will place in the field such a force as as will exterminate all Indians who will not let us alone. First of all, they're Native Americans asshat. Exactly. Fuck off.
0: And they were just fine before your stupid bitch ass um, got over here. They
1: also are trying to leave your fucking ass alone. They're trying to feed their people. So fuck off. Garbage. <sighs> uh so if Black Hawk had known that Reynolds like what Reynolds' intentions were he might not have led some eighty hundred or 800 Oh my God, eight hundred sock and fox, along with two hundred Kickapoo back across the Mississippi nine months later in eighteen thirty-two. He didn't want war. No, he wanted to help his people. He was prepared to defend his people. Right. Um, and he also clearly hated the idea of submitting. He was not black one. He didn't did want not to want to lay his, down and take. No, it. no,
0: absolutely not. Um,
1: and the authority of Keokuk and the tribal chiefs who abandoned their homelands without a fight—like he didn't want to submit to them either. He's like, "You guys, the fuck are we doing, guys? Why right. are we laying down and letting them have their fucking way? This isn't okay." Right. I mean, Black Hawk was a very headstrong. Like he knew he knew what was right. He knew what was right. Absolutely. All. Absolutely. So Black Hawk, White Cloud, and Napope—the most important of the young but relatively inexperienced rebellious chiefs, okay? They led a group of the Sock and Fox and Kickapoo and Ho-Chunk that formed what was effic- effectively a separate tribe. So basically, they, like, just became their own entity. Okay? okay. White Cloud invited them to settle permanently at his village on the Rock River, which is now Prophetstown, Illinois. And Napope, who had visited the British at Fort Malden in the summer of 1831, returned with um, invented pledges of British support, including men, guns, powder, and shot. So in the spring of 1832, White Cloud told Black Hawk that if the Americans attacked the Sock and Fox, they would be joined by other tribes and by a British force that would come down Lake Michigan. Okay, so okay. they're filling Black, Black Hawk's head with okay, we, we can do this, right? You have our support, this, right? We, yeah. So, April of eighteen thirty-two, Black Hawk hoped to return his people to their homes, or at least to lands on the Rock River, and then to restore his honor as a warrior. You know, right. Because he believed that he could force the Americans to accept the justice of Sock and Fox claims. But in mid-April, just days after Blackhawks Band entered Illinois, both the U.S. Army and the state militia had mobilized and began their pursuit. Uh, so a detachment of federal troops commanded by General Henry Atkins was already en route to Rock Island on a mission to prevent the Sock and Fox from warring the Menominee and the Sioux. So they didn't want them... Um, like going to war with either the Menominee tribes or the Sioux tribes. And in April, or on, on April 12th, At- Atkinson met with friendly Sock and Fox chiefs whose refusal to help convinced him that Black Hawk's intentions were hostile, which that wasn't the case. No. Even though Black Hawk and his warriors were still near the mouth of Rock Island, Atkinson decided not to use his small force to try to stop them. So, as a result, Blackhawk's band continued farther up the rock and deeper into Illinois. Um, and, and they were informed by Atkinson that his force was inadequate to pursue Blackhawk, because Reynolds issued a call, so Reynolds issued a call for 1,200 more militia. And on April 17th, he wrote to the Secretary of War, Lewis Cass, reporting that the state was, quote, in imminent danger. Bullshit. Yeah. (gasps) So additional federal troops were sent to northwestern Illinois. Nearly one-third of the U.S. Army was committed to the conflict, along with militia companies from the states of Illinois, which made up the majority of the force. Right. um, Indiana and Missouri, and the territories of Wisconsin and Michigan, as well as warriors from the Menominee Sioux, Ho-Chunk, and Potawatomi peoples. So big group of people, right? Huge. The militia companies were made up of men from all levels of society, including the 23-year-old store clerk, Abraham Lincoln. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I have have thoughts.
0: (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Um, This is to go and stop Black Hawk and his group. Yeah. And now... Not to
1: stop them to kill them.
0: Because remember, Reynolds said right. Yeah, They're, the state is an imminent danger, mm-hmm. so let's get rid of them all. Yeah. So Abe Lincoln was part of that, eh? Uh-huh. Hmm. Yep. Nice.
1: So, uh, nope. So as federal and state troops organized against them, Blackhawks' band proceeded to White Cloud's Ho-Chunk Village. Blackhawks' hopes of living along the rock in peace collapsed when, on April 26, two sock chiefs sent by Atkinson emphasized that gover- the government would not allow Black Hawk's band to remain east of the Mississippi. Absolutely not. And then Black Hawk also learned that there was absolutely no British assistance coming to aid him. So, fearful of exposure to the army attack, the Ho Chunk were unwilling to allow Black Hawk's band to settle in their village. So now he's got. All this militia, plus other tribes, coming after him to kill him. Mm-hmm. And all the support he thought he had... Gone. ...is gone. He's They're on like, his and, own. And, yeah, right. And the whole jungle,
0: were like, yeah, White Cloud was like,
1: yeah, yeah, no. After he said, like, if this happens, you, we got your back. Right. right. Mm-hmm. So, in early May, Black Hawk's Band left White Cloud's village and continued up the Rock River, hoping that, um... I can't say the P one again. Oh, (laughs) Potawatomi. Okay, thank you. I don't know why that's so hard for me to say. I don't know. Connemawak. That's why. Mm -hmm. Um, That they would provide the food and support that the Ho-Chunk had refused them, right? Uh, So at the Kishawaki River near Monum Rockford, Illinois, Black Hawk learned um, from chiefs that he could expect little from them as well. Like with no provisions, no alleys, Black Hawk decided in mid-May that the band should return peacefully down the Rock River to the Mississippi and back west. Back west. He's like, I, I don't want, sh- I don't want problems. Right. Okay. Right. Because he was there to
0: provide food that they were supposed to have. Yeah. For his people, mm-hmm. he wasn't there to fight. He no. wanted what was theirs. Yep. That's it, and now all of a sudden, oh, the state's in imminent danger, so now you have hundreds, thousands, sorry, thousands, thousands. of militia against you, also from other tribes, mm-hmm. when all he wants is to provide for his people. Well, why can the Menominee and... um? The oh, oh, the Monami in the zoo. Right. So why
1: can they stay east of the Mississippi? Why is it just the Sock and the Fox that are being pushed west? Right. I don't understand. Whatever, anyways. But before they could leave, on May 14th, word came that 200, 200 to 300 Illinois militiamen militia were less than 10 miles away. So Blackhawk has sent three warriors, right? Right. Under a flag of truce to attempt to arrange a meeting that would negotiate the band's safe return down the rock. But none of the militiamen spoke sock, and they seized the emissaries and pursued the other warriors who had accompanied them. <clears throat> so they launched an attack on Black Hawk's main camp, but the attack was sufficiently disorganized. Was so sufficiently disorganized that it was easily repulsed. Uh, about a dozen militiamen and a handful of Black Hawk's warriors were killed in the so-called Battle of Stillman's Run. This first encounter of Black Hawk of the Black Hawk War destroyed any hope of peace. There's no hope. No, there's no going back after that. Um, so Governor Reynolds responded by calling out another two thousand militiamen. Jesus fuck! And Black Hawk truly was amazed at how easily a few of his warriors had driven off nearly ten times as many soldiers. He was like, right. "Way to go, guys! Like we did it!" Woo. Right. Um, but bes- despite this. He decided that the band could not return down the rock, but would have to continue north to avoid pursuers before negotiating peace or turning west. Right, right. So during the next two months, Blackhawk's band moved north into the swampy region known as the Trembling Lands, and that was around Lake Koshkonnowong. Koshkenong, K. In south in southern Wisconsin. It was there... He hoped to find food for his starving people and at least temporary relief from their pursuers. Right. Uh, so, from their bases at Dixon's Ferry in Galena, Illinois, General Atkinson and Colonel Henry Dodge continued to send out troops in search of Black Hawk. Uh, neither Atkinson or Black Hawk tried to negotiate peace at this point. Like, well, it was no. done. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, throughout this period... Uh, loosely supervised armed groups, Indian and white, tangled with each other across northern, Mer- northern Illinois and southern Wisconsin. And some of these clashes involved as many as a couple hundred men on each side. Others were as few as a dozen. So a week after the Battle of Stillman's Run, a group of Potatom... Potatom... Okay. Potawatomi. Potawatomi. God Which, damn it. Which, you know what? I
0: could be completely wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Potawatomi.
1: Yeah. It okay. could be Tommy. I'm not sure. So. Okay. Um, who may not have been connected with Blackhawk's band at all. They attacked a settlement at Indian Creek in Illinois on May 20th. And in the resulting Indian Creek massacre, 15 whites were killed, scalped, and mutilated. Two teenage girls were taken captive and then Ooh. later ransomed. Yeah. Two teenage... Girls.
0: White? No. White. Two teenage white girls Mm -hmm. were kidnapped? What do they have girls
1: with them for? I don't know. What the fuck? Um, So, another early encounter was the Battle of the Pecatonic in southwestern Wisconsin. Eleven Kickapoo, who had attacked a group of settlers on June 14th and ambushed another settler on June 16th, who they trapped, killed, scalped that day... At a bend in the Pecatonica River by soldiers. A lot of scalping going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which well, fuck around and find out. Which is getting deep. Yeah. Uh, so, also on June 16th, six SOC warriors and three Illinois militia um, were killed in a battle at Kellogg's Grove near present-day Kent, Illinois. So, Blackhawk led attacks on two forts in North western Illinois. June 24th, he had roughly 200 Sock and Fox warriors, assaulted a small stockade on the Apple River near modern-day Elizabeth, Illinois, and then gathered badly needed provisions from nearby settlers' cabins and farms, which, I get it, his people were starving. Well, right. You left him no choice. Exactly. Exactly. So the next day, Black Hawk's Party tried to ambush the soldiers who had been left to defend the small fort at Kellogg's Grove. The party instead found themselves pursued by militia. And in the series of classes that, clashes that ensued, sometimes referred to as the Second Battle of Kellogg's Grove, at least nine of Black Hawk's warriors died. So their numbers are now dwindling. Very much so, right. So June 15th, General Winfield Scott assumed command of the war effort and took 800 soldiers west via the Great Lakes. En route, they fell victim to col- the cholera epidemic. Oh, okay. So, upon their arrival in Chicago on July 10th, fewer than a quarter of the men remained healthy and were quarantined. So, not much help there. No. So, Atkinson's continued to search for Black Hawk's main camp with a mostly mounted force of about 400 Army regulars under future President Colonel Zachary Taylor and more than 2,000 Illinois militiamen. So, he's got a fucking army. Right. Yeah, well, exact. Right. Exactly. <clears throat> Bullshit. <laughs> Early July, Atkinson Scouts found an abandoned camp at Lake. Oh God, it- you said it. What? Kashkashkanag. Kashkanong. Kashkashkanag. God. But could, they couldn't pick up the band's trail, so they couldn't find them. They found the in camp, but couldn't find them. Right. So th- I think we should stop there, because then we'll get into the Battle of Wisconsin Heights, and that's garbage. So The Battle of Wisconsin Heights is garbage? Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh-huh. So, yeah. I so, think we have probably one more part in us.
0: Right. But one more part. All that he wants to do, Black Hawk, is like, listen... They've done nothing but lie to us. Mm -hmm. They've taken our land. Mm -hmm. They're trying to decimate our people. Nothing out of their mouths is the fucking truth. Well, yeah, and like, okay. But then it's like, everyone's like, oh, listen, no, 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 let's just go peacefully. No. No. Fine. Okay. Let's go, quote, unquote, peacefully. But we're going back to get the provisions that are ours, Mm -hmm. that these lying fuckers said they were going to help take care of. It never did. It never did, clearly, which Blackhawk knew was going to happen. So they go, they're doing this, and then they're fucked.
1: And I think that... And everyone turns on them. I think the biggest issue between like Blackhawk and Keokuk is the fact that like they both wanted to... They weren't uh, council chiefs. Right. Or civil chiefs. They were war chiefs. Mm-hmm. And I think it bugged the shit out of Keokuk because he felt like he deserved to be a civil chief.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Where Blackhawk is just like, dude, I want to get, you know, I I he, not that he wanted notoriety. He just no. wanted to be seen as the warrior that he was. Right, and, and I, he wants to take care of his people. Exactly, and I'm not saying Keokuk didn't want to take care no. of his people because he did, and he thought he was doing the right thing, but, I mean, look what happened. They couldn't even provide what they said they were going to provide for you. No, because Blackhawk knew... Yeah. It's just a bunch of lies. Keokuk yep. wanted to obviously give them
0: the benefit of the doubt. Like, right. okay, I'm doing what's right for our people. Yeah. What I feel is right. Listen, let's stay safe. Let's not die. Yeah. We're going to trust them. We're going to believe these people. Right. And Blackhawk was like, you yeah, can't. no. You can't. You know, so then he's the bad guy. Like, oh, you just want to cause war and conflict. No, I want and what hostile. is right. And you're for our people,
1: before these fuckers came over here and started doing this but shit. But I still don't understand, like, why is it okay for all these other tribes, the Menominee, the Sioux, the P-Word... <laughs> Potawatomi. The Ho-Chunk. Why are they allowed to stay
0: I'm east of not, the Mississippi? Right. Like, why was the sock and the Fox targeted? Right. That would be one thing that we really should look into, because it's like... But you know... Every Native American tribe was targeted. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every Native American tribe was t- was targeted. Oh, and once, the, fucking once the white settlers came over here, they were like, they basically, it just is a matter of who's going to give us more resistance and who's going to give us more problems.
1: Well, and they basically, um, you, so Sue, we know, were one of the more hostile
0: tribes. Well, right.
1: They were very aggressive. So, obviously, they're like, ooh, Great warriors. Right. They can help us take care of our problem. Right. So we'll keep them around. We'll you keep know? them around. Exactly. And also, the Sioux was so good at tracking. Oh, absolutely. They're so, so, like,
0: listen, we're going to use you as an asset. Mm-hmm. So we don't want to
1: piss you off yet. But
0: you. Yes. Right. Yet. Because we're going to use you until we don't need you anymore. Yes. Because we're pieces of shit.
1: Yeah. Lying sacks. It's just fucking. It just blows my mind. It still, it blows my, I think about it and I get so fucking pissed off, but at the same time, I'm just like speechless because what do you say? You know, like. Right. This is the most garbage part of history. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. I it's absolutely disgusting. agree. disgusting. And some of the names that are coming up in this research, George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, even Zachary Taylor. Right. Um. These some of these men you look at and you're like, oh, my God, you did great things. Right. And then you hear this and you're like, oh. Right. Because, again, didn't know that.
0: Yeah. You know, like, they're not going to show you that. They're showing you the good things they mm-hmm. did. Like, oh, such a great founding father, blah, blah, You know who our founding fathers of the Americas are? Native American cheats, bitches. Yep. That's what pisses me off. Those are the founding fathers of the United States.
1: Exactly, not not white people from England. And you know what? We'd probably be a lot better off if we were still going by the Native American government laws and how they did it. We'd probably be so much better off than we are today. Because let's be honest, our country's got its issues, big time. So big time.
0: There's that. So. We are going to end on that note, and we're going to right away hit uh, the fourth and final part of yes. the Black Hawk War. Um, like we always say, we love you guys. Thank you so much for your support. I hope this is educational for you, like especially this mm-hmm. episode. Yeah. Um, but never give up on how you feel or your opinions or your emotions or your views, don't let people fucking silence you. No. In any way, shape, or form. No, nope. At all. Because that's not going to happen here. Absolutely not. You talk to us. You share with us. There's not, there is no judgment. There is no silencing your feelings, your emotions, your opinions. We love you all.
1: Yes, we do. So make
0: sure you stay tuned for part four of the Black Hawk War. I'm Tina.
1: And I'm Amber. Darkness, Darkness is our way of life. life. See you, you in the, the mirror mind. next time.